Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. All right, well, let's, let's just enjoy ourselves, you know. Um, how many been to church um, this morning? Now you're back for a double header. Now you know what it feels like to play a double header. I played many of those in my days, you know, and, you know, it's a good thing if you can win, if you can win the double headers, you know, it's not always guaranteed, but you know what, you go out there and you play them and you return back for what God has for you. And God always has something for us. He never disappoints us, you know, congratulations on 20 years of celebration for your church. Island Church, you tried. The miracle, just the miracle in that. Yeah. I think people don't understand the miracle, what, what 20 years is like and where you started and where you're at today and what God is doing and what God is going to continue to do. Yeah. You know, he's going to continue to bless if you're faithful. Yeah. You know, if the people are faithful, the people show up, God continues to bless. God continues to multiply. God continue to increase. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Pastor Russ has spoken to my life today before we came out here. And of course, he, you know, it challenged me, you know, because every time some, you know, you have a word from God and somebody speaks into your life, it's important for you to understand that and receive that, you know, because a lot of times we don't know who we are, but that's okay. You don't have to know who you are. You just have to know that God called you to do something, you know, and and I think a lot of times we want to try to figure that out. And for a long time. I was trying to figure out who I was in Christ, and, and I said, forget it. God says, just stay in your lane. There you go. That's right. You know, just stay in your lane. Right. I will grow you. Right. Yeah. You know? And just what you had spoken to me, God has been growing me and challenging me. And what he means about standing in your lane, you got to rest and stay away from folks. Because don't you know, some folks are not going where you're going. <laughs> And I realize that in my life, and hopefully you'll realize that in your life, that some folks are not going where God's trying to take you. And they can influence you in a negative way because they're not going where God's trying to take you. So you got to stay centered in. You got to stay focused in on who you are and the calling upon your life. And let us pray. Let us pray so then you can be seated. Father, we love you. I only praise you. Father, we give you glory. Thank you for the night. We thank you for what you're about to do. Hearts, souls, lives. Touch, Father, families, generation or curse being broken over lives. Father, we, we call upon you and only you could do it. Holy Spirit, enter this place. Convict us, challenge us, stretch us, change us. Make us better in everything that we do to glorify God and the kingdom of God. Father, we bless this church and thank you for the celebration of 20 years of ministry, Father. We know that they have poured out in the community and worked hard and to build your kingdom, Father. And Father, we thank you that you put a hedge of protection around them, that no weapon formed against them should prosper. They're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We rebuke the devourer. We bind every assignment that the enemy have right now in the name of Jesus, Father. And we call this, we call this place holy grounds. Yes. It'll be a place where folks walk in and get saved and be filled with the spirit. Uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost, Father, speaking in tongues and other languages, Father, so supernatural things will continue to happen. Bless them. Thank you, Lord. It's never about us. It's about your kingdom. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Roland, we had a good old time. Roland's my boy. That's a... Because you know you, what people don't, a lot, of, a lot of times people don't understand. You get, I get to go a lot of places, meet a lot of people. But some people are different than other people that you meet, you know, in the body of Christ. Some people are really sincere, you know. And me and this brother spend quality time, you know, just hanging out and you know, going to lunch with like today and just breaking bread, bread and talking about Jesus. Amen. You know, because a lot of folks don't want to do that. You know, a lot of folks... Want to have conversations with me about worldly things? I don't. I don't have time for it. <laughs> I, it it's such a great urgency for life today. Right. You know, for us to be able to talk about the things that are important, so people can get this transformation in their life for real, and don't have to straddle the fence and be on the sideline anymore. 
Because some folks have been coming to church a long time and still don't have the victory. You're wondering why other people have the victory because they have entered in. And it's up to you to for, you know, come to that place of entering in into the place that God has for you so he can fulfill his promises over your life. He can't fulfill the promises over your life if you're not committed. So many of us halfway, half do it, halfway Christian, you know, I, I check off the box. I don't want to church Sunday. I don't want to come tonight. Mm. Well, what else are you going to do tonight? Lay down? So that's another story in itself, okay? <laughs> but I want to get into, I want to dive into tonight. We heard last night about the enemy and John 10, 10, what the enemy is here for to do, still kill and destroy. And then we heard the second part of Jesus, I have come that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. Okay, now tonight I want to get into, and I want to dive into this message here, you know, and I'm, I'm not your teacher. Pastor was saying, you oh, you was teaching, preaching last night, but that ain't me, that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm, not your, I'm not a teacher. I believe I know I'm called to be an evangelist. God wants to take me to another place. He's going to take me there, Pastor, and I'm going to let him take me. So, you know, I, I think it's important that we dive into topics, you know, that we understand what we're dealing with and, and today and how to have victory over and this message tonight is, you know, about overcoming temptations. There's all kinds of temptations that we have to overcome. Some of us got to remember, I need to push that plate away at the table to overcome. I need to put that cigarette down to overcome. See, because I was a smoker, too. And I battled for a long time with that. But for me to be able to overcome that temptation, I had to do something totally different. I had to come to a place of learning how to starve my flesh. To overcome these things. All these things. Because if you, if you know about me, I, I lived in all the temptations. They were all around me. And I was right in the midst of every last one of them. And I couldn't overcome them by myself. You can't overcome them by yourself. You need help. See, the body of Christ, we need to start understanding it's okay to ask for help. We got to, we, we, we're at a point now we don't believe it's okay to ask for help. If you ask for help, you're going to get better. That's the key of getting better is asking for help. See, the enemy doesn't want you to ask for help because he don't want you better. He wants you to stay in that place where, where things are ruling and reigning over your life. But overcoming the temptation. Well, you think Jesus wasn't tempted? He was a man just like me and you. The temptations were real. You think about when Matthew 4, when he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights, he came out and he was hungry. Guess who was there waiting for him when he came out? Hallelujah. Guess when you're weak, who's waiting for you? Guess about who's when you're weak, who's waiting for you when you come out of something, when you're saying you love Jesus, but something's happened and you're going through a weak period. Guess who is out there waiting for you? Satan himself, the devil. And he told Jesus in Matthew 4, I'll give you all this. Just like he do, do to all of us. I'll give you all this if you submit yourself to me. If you just bow down to me. But Jesus answered him in Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. The word of God. Yes. What me and my brother was talking about is the word of God. He didn't say some word. He said every word. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. So what is, it, what is he saying? He's saying every word that comes out of that book is for you. Not some of it, not bits and pieces, not changing what the word is saying. He's saying what's in this book is written for you. 
for every last one of you that's sitting here. What's written in this book has been here forever. It's written in this book for you. Because when, 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 when do you start eating? When do you start eating this? This is not Burger King. This is steak. You know, we treat this like it's everything else, but Jesus is telling the enemy, you know, to be able to overcome the temptations that he was tempted to, just like we will all be tempted. But he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He's telling us it works through the word. It doesn't work through anything else. It doesn't work with what I'm talking about. I could be intellectual and talk from the top of my head. The devil will be laughing at you. The only person that he fears is people that study God's word and know God's word and live by God's word. He don't fear you if you don't live by the word of God. It, does, it doesn't face him. You know, he, he, he just keep on coming. You know, I used to remember when I was separated from God and, and living a, a heathen lifestyle, like I said before last night, and I was separated. And I just remember I used to say, devil, get off of me. He was like, Phew. I would go to church. I would go to church and be in church and have a moment in church. The spirit of God, as soon as I walk out of church, he say, you don't know Jesus. And he was right. I didn't know Jesus. I just knew his name. And I, and I didn't know God. I didn't know the word of God. And he knew that. So he knew that he could just keep his claws in me and do whatever he wants to do to me. He can't, he can only get you if he knows that you have nothing to fight with. You know? And so many of us, so many of us will pick up everything else. Oh, did you read this book? Did you read that? What did they say online? Did you read the paper? But I won't read the word of God. Couple points. And I want to be on point tonight for you because I want you to get this. I want some of you to, uh, to have the revelation of overcoming the temptations because the temptations are all around, Amen. all around you. And if you don't get this part of your life in the word of God, you'll never have victory over those temptations. That's why so many people keep going back to them. That's why I used to go back to them. I had no foundation. I had nothing to fight with. All I was fighting with was air. And you can't win with that. See, it's the spirit of God that has to come in your life to be able to have all this revelation and knowledge and wisdom. You know, that does not come from here. It comes from the kingdom of God. When you allow the impartation of the word get down in you. Now you hear from the kingdom. I say, God, you let me hear from the kingdom. I can hear from his kingdom what he's saying to me. I don't hear from these earthly standpoints and I don't. Consume myself with earthly opinions. I, I, I know that I hear from the kingdom. I know that I know who God is. I know that I have a relationship. I know what Jesus did for me. I know what he stands for. He stands for everyone to have the victory and the freedom over all these things down here. Not some of them, but all of them. Point number one, everyone has temptations, but some folks entertain them. Get your eyes off your temptations. Get your eyes on Christ. Yeah. Folks be having a temptation of seeing things from an earthly standpoint because they don't have their eyes on Christ. They're worried about the problem instead of the solution. Because there's always going to be a problem. But there's always a solution, too, if you're a Christian and you walk with God. No matter how hard it may look, or how difficult it may be, God's going to work it out if you stay in faith. If you continue to walk with him, if you continue to obey him. Obedience to God is far greater than anything that you could ever do. You obey the master of the slavery of sin more than you do God when you're not connected with God. Because you hear from a different voice. You don't hear from the holy voice. You hear from the wicked voice. Because I don't have my eyes on the cross. I have my eyes on everything else except the symbol of the cross. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you know the cross is that place is so holy 
That is holy grounds. And what was done there is for you. It's already done. We struggle. I don't struggle anymore because I don't play with the devil anymore. I hide out in the word of God. You know, I don't have time to waste, you know, being struggling anymore. I did enough that I had enough struggles in my life. See, because once you get this victory and understand that he's already done and he's already told the devil. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So once you get that revelation for yourself, then you can not have to have the temptations of entertaining on things like most of us do. We entertain. Everyone has temptations, but some folks entertain them. Yes. Some folks just hang on to it. Oh, well, I got this problem. Oh, well, I got this problem. I remember when me and Tracy first started with God and we had all kinds of things. She said, oh, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to keep praying. We're going to stand in faith. We're going to believe what God's word is saying to us. And we had to stand on that. We had to stand on that and believe in that. And then we had to learn how to come. She says, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do financially? I said, well, we're going to do whatever God give us. We're going to make sure we tithe it. Oh, y'all for quiet in this Baptist church. <laughs> kind of, uh-uh, uh-uh, oh God. Here come another preacher talking about tithing. Yeah, because we, we know that brought us to a greater place. That brought us to where God wanted to take us. And our tithing and giving to God and not seeing that we didn't have our eyes on anything else. We didn't let the devil tempt us to make us believe that this is my money. First of all, it's not my money. It don't belong to me. He gives it to you so you can use it for his kingdom. Some of us use it on all the wrong things and then we wonder why we're not blessed. Oh, well, look at your bank account, where you're writing out your checks to. Is it to the church or is it to the mall? Okay, I'm just mellowing now. Okay, I'm just getting this to myself. Okay. <laughs> Point number two. It is not the temptation you have, but the decision you make about it. That's what counts. It's the decision that one makes about the temptation he has. James 4.10 says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. If you can humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, even in the midst of the temptations and the decisions that you have. But if I can humble myself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift me up. He will raise me from making the wrong decision. What's the temptations that we're living in today is more than we can ever imagine. It's the news, social media, other folks, the devil. You know, we lie to ourselves about what makes us happy. He tempts us to stir up division between one another. Yeah. Like that gossiping and all that. Well, pointing at somebody else and they're like this. Well, when you point at them, three fingers pointing back at you. See, because we all have this struggle of what we're dealing with here, and that's why we come together in the church to be the church, to come together, to grow together, to lock arms together and walk together and carry each other together. Because the temptations is going to always be there. And if we don't come together, we're not able to carry each other together because we're looking at ourselves and we're saying, well, my situation is better than theirs. You know what God loves? One situation that's better than the next person, and they go back and help somebody who is less fortunate than they are. God loves that. He loves it. He's crazy about it. Some of you need to know that. Me and Tracy's situation was more difficult than we could ever imagine, but when God started blessing us, we started going back helping everybody. 
everybody broken, lost, empty, don't look like you. That's because you get over that's because you get over not being tempted by the enemy to deceive you and make you believe that you got it all together. Yeah, that's right. Because we don't. And we're never going to have it all together. As long as we live here, we will never have it all together. It will never be together. But if we can come to these places and understand it's about the decision I make. And some of us know what I'm talking about tonight. Be saying, man, that preacher getting in my stuff. How did you know I was here? I didn't know you was here, but the Holy Ghost knew you would be here. And that's his way of bringing about correction when he gets in our stuff and help us grow and help us believe and help us overcome, overcome the wilderness. You Listen, the wilderness for Jesus was the incredible place when he came, went in and came out. The wilderness for us is the most incredible place that God sends us. Because in the wilderness, he's going to bring about some correction to us. And he's going to help us in the wilderness. And when we come out of the wilderness, we're going to be stronger than ever. But if you never go in the wilderness, you can never get the strength that God wants you to have. Because you already say, oh, I already, I, I, I'm, all, I'm good. Especially my brothers, we need to, we need to come to be the man that God's called us to be. The men here, the men everywhere, the men in this nation. We need to step up and become what God has called us to be. I could never get there if I'm still tempted and making, keeping my focus on those decisions. Because, you know, you go to the church. I got to travel go around a lot of churches and stuff and, and do a lot of churches. And, and, and all you see, all you see most of the time, you know, some brothers involved, but majority of churches is all women working. That's a problem, guys. Where are we? That's not the pastor job. No, that's right. Say that again. That's right. <laughs> I love that. It's not the pastor job. It's your job to step up and be the man that God created you to be. That's right. If you never step in, he's going to always use somebody else. But if you step in, he'll use you. And it's not all about being a preacher or, or, or being this, but God will use you so mightily to do his great work that you will overcome all these things that have been hindering you. Yeah. And guys, believe me, I do a lot of men's conferences. Guys got more junk in their trunk <laughs> than you can ever imagine. They don't want to give it up. But see, they don't want to give it up at the cross, but the devil already know that you got it. So he keeps you from going into the destiny that God has for you. See, God created you for good. God created us to be the head. See, I didn't realize that God had made me the head. I was just this thing walking around and looking and living any kind of way because a society told me, oh, well, you're famous, you're rich, you can do whatever you want, you can cheat on your wife, you can do this, you can have girls everywhere, you can do drugs, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't become a man of God. That's the whole purpose of the enemy. That's the temptation of the enemy, to keep you from your destiny. See, guys, oh, I'm getting on y'all tonight, huh? I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's because, you're, it's because I'm tired of men not having victory, and, and I'm sitting here having victory. Pastors having victory. You're having victory. Other men are having victory. Why are the majority of the men not having victory? It's because they're tempted by all these worldly things and tempted by the news and all these other things and people and politicians, and they're not committed to God. They're not committed. And you can be committed. You, you got to understand who, what God is. God is not mad at you. Amen. Man, God loves you so much you don't even know how crazy he is about you. Amen. You'd be like, well, you just don't know what I've done. He knows what you have already done. <laughs> you think he didn't know what I had done? He still loved me even though, you know, all the things I've done and, you know, he still 
despite of my brokenness, he still brought me Amen. to his greatest place. And that's what he does. He brings you to his greatest place when you say, I need to overcome these things. I don't need to keep putting these things on the shelf and say, I'll take care of it here. And I'll take care of it there. You know, you can go to a doctor, a counselor, and you can get all the biblical counsel you want. But it's not until you decide that you no longer want to be this way. You always stay who you are. And God's got such a see you. You're like this. But God's like this. Amen. You know, God, God is not small. No. You know, God is big. I, I was talking to my wife tonight before I came over because my wife prayed for me every time before I go out. You know, I make sure I get on the phone to her. And I was talking to her. I said, isn't it amazing how God takes all of us and all of us and pour, our, pour his spirit in and takes us everywhere, all people to different, different churches and people to preach the gospel? Can you, oh, hallelujah. Don't, don't you understand what that means? That means he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's not somewhere. He's everywhere. I mean, you, you can get a rush off of that than knowing that he's everywhere. You know, that you're way over here. I'm way over here on this island and God's with me. He's everywhere you go. You know, everywhere you go, he's with you. He's there to help you overcome all these temptations and all these things that interfere with our life. He's there to help you. All you got to do is believe. And it's so hard for us to come to the place of believing. Why? Yeah, hallelujah. You want to know why? Because this is a simple book for complicated people. It is very simple when you finally pick it up and start studying for yourself. But we're such complicated people. We have our own opinion and our own spin to what this is. And we cannot win because we don't follow this. See, that's what it was for me. I was following everything else. And I wanted to go, oh, well, that's not what the scriptures say. That's what it said. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Yeah. It's exactly what it said exactly. is what it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> we, we've gotten so far off track and we want to make it our own way and make it spin and sound the way we want it to sound to where we at in life. Well, see, I'm, I'm no longer there anymore. I'm no longer that, that, that man anymore. I'm no longer that, that one that was practicing, practicing sin. I'm a sinner. I just don't practice anymore. That's right. right. a big difference. It's a big difference of straddling the fence. I was the one straddling the fence. I just don't straddle the fence anymore. Now I get the revelation and the knowledge of this word and it comes to life and I'm able to live life and I'm able to breathe and I'm able to be free. I'm not handcuffed anymore. Ever since I met Jesus, I've never been in handcuffs again. Never been in handcuffs again. Ever since I met Jesus. Some of you got shackles on you because you just know his name. But you're not in winning. And the whole purpose of it, he created all this. God created all this for us and brought Jesus here for us that we would have the grace to be able to be all in. See, the question is, is are you all in? The book of Psalms in Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I'm God. What does that mean? Be still. As simple as it is, it says be still. So what does that mean? Sometimes I got to be still and know that he's God, even though I'm being tempted. Because that's how I'm going to be able to overcome if I'm still. If he's telling me to be still, and I'm not being still when I'm tempted and I'm running to try something else. I'm going to always stay in the same place because I haven't learned anything. Yeah. See, I like, what I love about God is God, God gives you all kind of lessons. Yeah. 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 Gives you all kind of lessons, all kind of challenges he gives you. 
to see if you're going to really, you know, follow him and trust him and believe in him, you know, even, you know, when you don't have nothing. <laughs> I remember that because I was three million in debt and didn't have nothing, didn't even have a driver's license. <laughs> I said, God, you got a great sense of humor. <laughs> but see, God was never concerned about what he can get to me. He was more concerned, can I get through you? It's a big difference of what he can get to you, but can I get through you? Can I get through you through my word? Can I get you to see? Can I get you to know that you can overcome these challenges that's facing you without trying to stay in them and stay among worldly things? See, so many of us hang on to worldly things, even in the church. Oh, well, that's not for me, you know. Uh, you know, that's, that's for somebody else. You know, I still can do this and I can still do that. No, no, you can't. You won't get the victory. You'll, you'll never live the, f the fullness of overcoming the temptations of life if you don't commit yourself. Not your wife. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> see, because see, what, what men don't understand is women commit before we do. Right. It's not to knock us down. It's just to say we're a little bit behind. See, and it's okay, guys. I'm telling you right now, it's okay to be behind. Because when I saw my wife following Jesus, I said, I want what she got. <laughs> I said, I'm going against that. Yeah. And guess what? I got it. Yeah, amen. You know, it, it, what we don't understand, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Yeah. See, because the system has been set up to make us believe, you know, in our egos, well, it have to come from me, you know. The Superman, we, we believe in that Superman going and put on a cape and you come out and we ready to jump out the window and you jump out the window and you got nothing to fly with. Because oh. <laughs> if you fly by yourself, you're going to die. But if you allow Christ to be everything, not some things, but allow Christ to be everything in your life, then you can fly. You know, and then you're able to fly supernaturally. You know, you fly in the spirit of who God is. I don't fly in the natural. I don't speak in the natural. I speak in the spirit. The Holy Spirit operates in me. He owns me. You know, and I let him. You know, I was like, you know, that's the best friend I have ever had in my lifetime. Some of you need to understand what we're talking about, being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and letting him be the ruler and reigner over your life to help you. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Not the natural, but in the Spirit. So me, that means if you understand when you're led by the Spirit, the Spirit is never going to take you wrong. That's right. It's never going to take you to the wrong place. Why? Because he's God. He's there to help you. He's there to make sure you understand. I, listen, while you're sitting over here, the devil talking on this shoulder, he's talking over here. He's like saying, I got your back. The devil's saying, don't you want that? But he's saying, don't you touch that. And the devil's saying, oh, don't it look good? Want to make you feel better? But he's, he's telling you, it's going to kill you. Who are you listening to? You know? But you can't listen to him if you don't know him. You know? And this is where a lot of us need to get good at as listening to the Spirit and, and entertaining him and, and spending time with him. Spending time with the Holy Ghost. You know, because he operates in such a great capacity you could never imagine. He'll, he'll give you revelation, he'll give you information that you don't even know of that you can even talk about. Because he's not natural, he's supernatural. Okay, I know a lot of times a lot of folks, pastor, don't believe in the supernatural of what can be in the church. And they don't believe in the gifts and being able to operate in that and, and understand that it's more powerful to operate in the supernatural than the natural. Because the natural, old, old, cold, dead church, the devil lay up in there and he just look at who he's going to deceive. But when he feel that spirit, he's just running out of hell. Like they got, they got Holy Ghost power, you know. <laughs> don't want to be there. Don't want to be around that kind of teaching, you know. Because that teaching in there is going to set somebody free. Somebody's going to get the victory over themselves and over these temptations. Another point, number point, number three. We can't 
flee from temptation in our own strength. But God will give us the strength we need. He will give us the strength we need if we seek him. If we seek him, he will give it to us. He'll give you the strength to be able to overcome that temptation. But you, you have to seek him. I think so many of us don't do that. John 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. How do we get in jams, temptations and stuff and struggles? Because our hearts are troubled. And what does the enemy do? He goes directly to your head. Because if your heart's well, he can't get in there. If your heart's been healed by God, he cannot get in there. He cannot penetrate that. The only way he gets in the heart and the head and deceives you is because your heart is not sold out to Christ. Your heart is consumed with everything else instead of your faith in God. Man, I just, I, I just, crazy faith. I just, I just love Jesus. Amen. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And I came from a worldly perspective of seeing everything and having everything. But guess what? It's not better than Jesus. I can tell you that right now. It is not better than Jesus. You know, you can think you can, think you can come from all that and all that's going to fulfill you and it's going to make you well and it's going to make you feel better. No, it's not. I'm telling you, Jesus is the only one that can make you feel the way you feel when you come into that place that you are not. A, and, and, and the thing is about it is, is what, we, what you have to understand is stop sitting in this place and saying to yourself, you're a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm overcomer by the blood of the lamb. I'm not a victim. You're not a victim. You're overcomer by the blood of the lamb. What he has already done for you. He's already conquered it for you. you. You sit in that victim mentality. You can't get a victory over anything. We're talking about the past and the old and what could have been, should have been. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things that come new. See, I can't get to the new if I'm talking about the old. I'm holding on to being a victim. I'm not a victim. I have victory through Christ Jesus. No victim. I don't care what has happened to me. And that's for you too. No matter what has happened to you, you cannot get to the new. If you're holding on to the old, if you're leaning on that pole, holding on to the old and saying, well, man, I could have, should have, would have. Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things come new. Amen. See, hallelujah. God's got something new every day. Amen. Every day you spring up. Amen. I couldn't jump pretty high there, but <laughs> I used to at once about a time, Pastor Rusty. But uh God tries to have new for you every day. Yeah. Every day you get up, every day my, my feet hit the floor and get up and, and first thing I want to do is worship God, turn on my worship music. Yeah. Because I understand where my source is. Yeah, it's not in anything else. It's in him. And that's what a lot of us need to get to that place. Be very sure that you do not place yourself in a position to be tempted. Be very sure that you do not place yourself in that position to be tempted. Because a lot of folks do. Because they work with somebody and they say, well, I'm going out to lunch with Susan. Well, why are you going out to lunch with Susan? You better go out to lunch with John. You a man. What are you talking about? I'm going out to lunch. Oh, we're just friends. We work together. I don't care. I ain't putting myself in that position to be tempted by hearing somebody else's problems and home problems and what they got. You know, the devil's he's clever, but he's not that clever. See, when, when you know who you are, 
And that's the same thing for a lady, you know. You ain't got no business going out to lunch with Bill. You better be going to lunch with Jill. <laughs> Don't be putting yourself in that place you know, where the enemy can deceive you, you know, and make you think this, this is okay. See, because our society has made this okay. But as believers in Christian and being a Christian and loving God, you got to safeguard your life. You know, see, I'm so glad. You know, I might have learned all this from the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm so glad that I learned this from a woman, my wife. Because I wasn't taught how to be a man. I didn't have a father. So he was a wild heathen alcoholic and womanizer. Guess what? I turned out to be just like him. I didn't learn things until I got to put my wife Tracy after two failed marriages because I hurt everybody because I was selfish and self-centered. Because I was rich, I thought well, I could do whatever I want. But there's, you can pick your sins, but you can't pick your consequences. You can pick those all day long, but you can't pick the consequences that's coming behind it. Because the consequences are eventually gonna come. You know, and I had to learn some things, you know, and because I came from this place of, you know, success and having everything and not knowing what normal life is and th thinking everything else was just built one way. And, and I just remember when me and Tracy got together and I just think about how the Lord used her to raise me up and train me into life. And I remember she took me to Walmart one time. I said, what is this? <laughs> A super Walmart she took me to. It. I, knew, I never knew nothing about a Walmart, you know? It was like. <laughs> but that just, that just tells you how shallow people's lives are because they have lived in such a box. You know, fame and fortune and you live in a box and you, you don't know real life. You know, you don't know real struggle. You don't know what other people deal with and go through. Famous people don't care what you go through. You know, and of course, you guys go out and support them and cheer them on and stuff. But in reality, they don't really care about the struggle because they're not struggling. They're not missing a beat. You know, and I just remember God educating me through all that. You know, her showing me Walmart, a super Walmart, took me in there, and they had all this stuff, and I goes, they got, oh, you can get all these different boots and stuff like this? I was like, I've never been in a store like this where I can shop and, and get, get stuff this cheap. You know, I was like, I, I mean, come on. I mean, it, overcoming. I had to overcome. I had to overcome my own temptations and reality of life, you know? And I'm so glad that God... Use those things. Those are just examples yeah, yeah, yeah. that God used to help you overcome. Yeah, you know, it's the little things. We think it's big things and, you know, it's just big poof. It's just the little things that God uses in the life to make you see yeah. and to be able to overcome all this stuff that we think is important. Yeah. You know, those days of my life was the greatest days of my life was when, I, when I didn't have nothing. Because then you find out who really loves you. You're going to find out who loves you. and Everybody else, gone, scattered. See you. They're gone goodbye. But you'll find out who loves you in the end when you're trying to make that new transition in your life, you know, to become totally different and, and follow these principles. Because these principles, are, these are good. You know, they, they, they've been here forever. And so many have gone before us that have preached this. So many of them have lived this, you know, and have we've come to a place, you know, where we don't hear this. See, and so many people don't hear this 
And what happens in a society when you don't hear this and what you're seeing is playing out is God is actually allowing people and turning them over to their reprobated mind. That's a scary place. That's a scary place if God doesn't keep you. We're all sitting here tonight because God has kept us. No matter what it may be, no matter what temptation or whatever struggle you may have, if you are continuing to come to church, there's going to be a great release that come about your life. And then you'll be able to stand up and then you'll be able to truly know if you keep coming. If you don't keep coming, you won't know this. But if you keep coming, you're going to truly know that Jesus is Lord. You will know that. You will feel that. You will live that. You will eat that. You will drink that. You will think that way. You will not think any other way. You will rush to come to church. You will love being in church. It's nothing greater than the church. The church is what delivered me and set me free. You'll never get free out there. You only get free through the church. It's where you get the victory over all these temptations. It's in the church house. This is the only place you're going to get it. You're not going to get it anywhere else. You can go to every counselor, uh, worldly counselor out there to try to help you figure out who you are. But if you pick up this book, you'll know who you are. It's in there. We got to fight. We have to fight. This is the time where you don't lay down and say, well, the society is gone crazy. <laughs> Hallelujah. They always been crazy. They ain't gone crazy. They've been crazy. We, we just kind of removed ourselves out of it, you know, and we know how crazy it is and it's never going to change. But this here, you will change constantly over and over. You will change and you will get victory. Oh, God. Glory to God. It's like. Oh, hallelujah. God gives you victory after victory after victory after victory. But you have to stay. You have to stay if you want to be able to walk in that victory. Amen. Because this, this boy, I tell you some great victory that comes from God reward, giving you the rewards of your life are far greater than you can ever imagine. But are you all in? Are you committed? Some of you need to change your ways and commit all the way in. Stop straddling the fence. Saying, oh, do he really work? Well, he's not going to work until you taste and see. You know, I can sit up here and preach and pastor can preach and we can tell you about all of these good things that can happen and help you try to overcome and have these victories in your life. But you have to do it. You know, you have to do it. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask to think according to his power, according to the power that works in us, according to the power that works in us. And you know who power it is? It's his power. It's his power that works in us. Works in us and through us, around us. John 3.30 talks about it. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. What that means, you have to die daily. Not just one time, but every day. That song, I give myself away. You have to give yourself away daily to God to die so he can increase. Because if I decrease, he increase, then it's all him and none of me. (laughs) I don't have to operate in me. I don't have to think it's me because he's in me. He's created this. He's created this from the beginning for every last one of us to be able to come and experience the freedom that comes with walking with Christ. It's such a great freedom that that we get to understand when we walk with Christ. He must increase, but I must decrease. I just hope 
on this 20th year anniversary, that some of you get a new victory in your life. Can I get someone to play softly for me? Because one thing I do love is church. Church is great when you commit it, when you're all in. I need some of my men to start stepping up, start running through the door, breaking down the door. How can I help? How can I work for God's kingdom? Use me, God. Here I am. I'm available. When? When, 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 when? All my men stand up. I'm not worried about the women. I'm worried about the guys tonight. It's time. It's time we become who God's called you to be. Time to stop playing this game with church. Because we are the church. When we take our rightful place, God will do something incredible in your life that you cannot ever imagine. Down to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Not anybody else. It is God himself that wants to do something great in your life. And it's time that brothers start standing up. Standing up for the gospel. Standing up for your family. Standing up for your wife. Standing in the gap for her. God's called you. Yeah, that's good. God's gonna hold you accountable. Yes, right. amen. That's right. Boy, I'm sure I got it together, yeah. Pastor Rusty, because God was holding me accountable. Yeah, yes, amen. He's holding you accountable. Yeah. The ones that are here tonight, and the ones that are watching online, God's gonna hold you accountable. And I want all my men to come forward because I want to pray for you tonight. Not the pastors. I want the brothers to come forward. Come, 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 come. Thank you, brother. Come, 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 come. This is what the church is supposed to look like. This is what it's supposed to be. This is, this, these are the arms. Hook arms together. Hook arms, lock arms together with a brother. This is what the church is supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be all the women up front. It's supposed to be us. It's supposed to be us. God has called us to overcome these life situations, these life temptations. This is how we overcome them. Nobody's judging you. God loves you. We judge ourselves. God loves us. He's crazy about you. But this is what it needs to be like. This is what, how we got to start standing up. This is what the beliefs got to be. We got to stop with all this other stuff and believing all this other stuff is important. It's not important than being the man that God has called you to be. It's the women. They need us. But we, you know what? We're so fragile and so weak because we won't trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding in all our ways. In all our ways. Not some of them, but all of them. This is tonight, man. I, I, just, I just feel the Spirit of God is telling me tonight, this is the night for you guys. Amen. This is the night. This is the night. This is the night when your heart's going to change. God's going to change you forever. He's going to set you on fire. You're going to run to church. You're going to understand I need to be a part of church. You're going to release some things and let go of some things and say, I'm going forward with what God has got for me. God's got something good for you. Something good. You young guys, let me tell you something. You stay with Jesus. Don't walk away. You will save yourself a lot of headaches. Listen to a man that already has done it. Follow these biblical principles. Get in. Stay in church. Don't stay out of church. Your dad don't want to bring you. You come to church. You get here. Because God's going to do something great in your life. The devil wants to deceive you. He don't want you to believe this is real. He wants you to think everything else out there is real. This is it. This is what you want. His name is Jesus. There's no one like him. He is the great I am. You will never meet a man like this. 
He loves you. He's crazy about you. And some of you older gentlemen today, it's time for you to stand up. Hallelujah. It's time, guys. It's this time. God's called you. Pastor shouldn't have to do it. The church, the team shouldn't have to do it. It should be brothers doing it. It should be us. This is it. This is what God has called. So we can, come here. Come here, you. Come here. So we can protect them. Because this, this is who the devil's after. He's after our younger ones. And it's up to us. It's up to, it's up to us to uh, say no more. No more foolishness. I need to stop playing around. I need to get serious. I need to get to church. I need to get down into my Bible. I need to become everything. I need to be in church. I need to be a part of the church. I don't need to be outside the church. I need to be in the church. And I need to be a part of the church. And I need to take what God has given me and what God has blessed me. And I need to learn how to be a kingdom builder. And I need to sow 10% of what God gives to me. Because if you, if you sow, God will give you favor in the land. If you sow into his kingdom. Because see, God is crazy about these here. These little ones here. They being lost because dads are lost. That's right. Amen. No more, dads. No more. Tonight. You remember God spoke to you and you said no more. I'm walking away. I'm turning away from worldly things. I'm going to commit myself to God. I'm going to commit my family to God. I'm going to commit myself to the biblical principles. Man, our kids need us. These young kids need us. These are young boys. You know, you, you know what the devil's trying to make them believe? They can be anything. No, they were created for, to be boys. They're not girls, they're boys. We better stop playing with this foolishness in this society. And we're losing our kids because of that. You know why? And we're losing them because dads are not there spiritually for the kingdom of God. But tonight, you've made a commitment to God. Every last one of you, I, I love you. And God's looking at you. And heaven's looking at you. And you know what they're saying? Go. Run. Seek. Knock. And you will find. You will find me. You won't find anything else. You don't have to listen to the news. The news is a liar. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Get off of it, guys. Yeah. Get in the book. Pick the book up. Yeah. Every information that you need about you to become the man that God created you to be, it's in the book. Amen. We're here. It's okay, brother. You can cry. Love. He loves you. Amen. It's all right, brother. Good stuff. Amen. That's how God touches us. When you surrender, say, I surrender, Lord. That's it. I surrender tonight. Pastor, why don't you come up here and say something, you know, because we got the man and this is your house and this is important. It's an important night. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> it's an important night. Important, important night before I get out of here. <laughs> Praise God. You know, in the moment that you live in, that what you receive from that moment can change your life. That's what it takes. And if you'll just make a decision tonight that where you're at, you're not satisfied, you're going to come up higher. Yes. Listen, and it is. It's so conducive to your survival in these days. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy, harm, do everything he can do from every angle you can come from. But the good news is we already have the victory in Christ right. Jesus. Yeah. Coming together as men, coming together and denying everything that society would say, this should keep them apart. We say, no, we're blood washed. Yeah. We're of Christ. Amen. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. And we're going to new levels this morning. Amen. Amen, yes. Pray this out loud so your own ears hear what you're saying. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father.
tonight, tonight, as I stand in this altar, as I stand in this altar, I consecrate myself, 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 fresh and new, fresh and new. I receive, I receive challenges, challenges, that which Christ, that which Christ, upon this earth, that what on this earth, for me, to live in Him, to live in Him, righteous life, a righteous in life, the last days, in the last days, Father, Heavenly Father, I've made mistakes, I've made mistakes, give me mercy. Give me mercy. I ask for your mercy. And ask for your mercy. And I ask you tonight. And I ask you tonight. A new dimension. And a new dimension. Your grace. And your grace. Over my life. Over my life. So that I might increase. So I don't increase. In every area. In every area. Be blessed of God. And blessed of God. Father. I recognize. I recognize. Where I'm at. Where I'm at. Who I'm with. Who I'm with. And what's happening. And what's happening. And I receive. And I receive. The power of it. The power of it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Glory. Raise your hands. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Let me say this real quick. Because people will say this. I've seen it all of our lives in ministry. People will say, well, words don't mean anything. That's a lie you've fallen for. Words mean everything. Jesus said, by your words, you're justified or by your words, you're condemned. And one of the things you ought to do is when you walk out of here tonight, wherever you go back to, you begin to rehearse in your own heart the words you've heard tonight, and then you begin to say them. I am a new creature in Christ. Amen. I am the righteousness of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. You say, my life looks just the opposite. It will till you start saying that right. and saying that and believing that and saying that and believing that because that's exactly how God's going to get you out of it. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Well, Brother. thank you. Brothers, thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you for leading your men and don't take this night for granted, guys. Please. God has spoken to you. Run with it. If you got to go back home in your closet and cry, go home and cry. Because God loves humility. You know, the ego of a man. You know what the ego is? It's a three-letter word, easing God out. That's the ego. That's the ego that keeps us separated from God. So your challenge, you know, your challenge this night is for you to not ease God out, but to let him in. Amen. Let him in. Let him, let him soften your heart, you know, because if he gets your heart, man, he can get everything else if you give him that. So that's all he's after. So we sure do love you guys. Let me pray for you guys. Father, we thank you uh, for this time together. We thank you for the brothers that are here. We thank you for the sisters that are sitting. Father, we thank you for their patience of waiting for their husbands, fathers, you know, whatever it may be, Father. But tonight is really, truly about them overcoming every trial, every temptation, everything that keep, that's keeping them from you, Father. We claim it right now in the name of Jesus that you will do a great, mighty work in their life, that this night will be a new night for them and they will step into the destiny that you have called them for. The purpose of their life is far greater than they can ever imagine. All you have to do is make a step and, Father, they made a step. Father, I pray that you will crown them from the top of the head to the bottom of their feet. Let them run with wings, Father, that they run high and that they can fly with the Spirit of God in their heart. Not in their head, but in their heart, Father. Deliver it. Seal it in them, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, brothers. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. <laughs> Praise God bless God. you. Amen. Yes, God bless you, brother. All right, you got Praise it, man. God. God. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Well, it comes from God. Go. God bless you, brother. <laughs> you know it. God this bless is you. A, this is the, the first time in church for me after 11 years. Thank you so much. First time in church in 11 years, brother. God oh, bless man, you, brother. That's awesome. Yes. That's Praise awesome. God. That's so good. <laughs> yes, that is. That's so good. God is so good. Let me say this. You know, all these men standing up here, you think about the history of this island. And how on this island, the, the appetite of man has been catered to for decades and decades and decades. And, and, and sometimes even to the extremes uh, in, our, in, our, in our past history of what uh, a man can do to just destroy himself here on this island. But you know, uh, this, these men standing up here making a fresh commitment and consecration to the Lord is one of the scariest things the devil ever experienced on this island. 
Because, you know, something's happening here. You've got to understand, church. You know, there are people, well, we have church here uh, 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 twice a week, every week. Some, some weeks, a couple of weeks, we have like three services a week. But, you know, there's people having Bible studies. There's prayer meetings that are breaking. I'm talking about just in this church. Uh, there's, there's young people holding Bible studies. There are people uh, gathering in their homes. and pray. Listen, you got to understand, you got to yield to that. You've got to, you say, oh, I feel like having some people over to pray. Why don't you do that and invite a neighbor, invite somebody that's hurting? Maybe, maybe a friend that's a Christian that's so discouraged from going to church, they just can't come to a church right now, but they could come to your house and receive ministry and be loved. And then we'll get them back in the church. Amen. Come on. Come on. That's going on on the island right now. That's going on right here, right here in Island Church. People, right there's young. You say, what, who young, what young people are doing it? Seek them out. Why don't you find them? We've got we've we've got access to the high school now. We got people going to high school every week, and God's opened a tremendous door at that high school. We got people that are every week. You say, what, what's happened? God's beginning to stir here on the island. The revival we've been praying for for twenty years. Who was it? One of our guests that, that ministered. Oh, yeah, uh, Pastor Sam Carr from Seaport. A quote from Dr. Lester Summerall. takes 20 years to get the foundation of the church right. That's why so many churches blow up and blow out. Listen, I know. I, I've been in, I was in the church, traveled in churches for almost 20 years. Still build churches all over the nation, all over the world. We still connected, building churches. All, I'm telling you, now is the day and the hour for the church. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. And he's gathering from all races, from all creeds, colors, and nations. The rivers of God are beginning to flow, bringing the supernatural and the powerful to deliver people, get them out of this fear, this bondage, and really set them free against the backdrop of some of the darkest days. Actually, not the darkest days. I mean, not, not, not some of the, but the darkest days. Because John said, of the days that we live in right now, there'll never be a day like this again, either behind us or in front of us. So we're living in some awesome times. Awesome times. Amen. Give, give Daryl Strawberry. Give Brother, Brother Daryl Strawberry a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the gift of God in Mr. Daryl Strawberry. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And let me just say this. Thank you for coming to Island Church here in Galveston. You're always welcome anytime you're home away from home. We'll be sure and have you back. Have a wonderful time. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.